This is Discover Your Dog, the show that demystifies your dog's behavior so you can get the very best results from your dog training. This show is brought to you by FamilyDogFusion.com. For professional advice, dog training tips, ebooks, and a video to teach your dog how to walk on a leash, go to FamilyDogFusion.com and sign up for your free membership today. Hello again, and thank you for joining me and sharing these shows. Communication is one of those words that has so many different meanings for every individual. You could ask 20 people to list five words that mean communication, and no one would match their list exactly. We all want to be good communicators, right? How you communicate with your dog and others seems like it would be a very important thing. We would love for you to join our community of dog lovers. Log on to Facebook and search for our business page, Family Dog Fusion. There you will get updates as to what's going on with our dog-loving family and friends from all over the world. See events, our travels, or just information that you may need about the podcast, our book, or the new products we'll be releasing. That's Family Dog Fusion on Facebook. See you there. This is Discover Your Dog, the show that demystifies your dog's behavior so that you are the very best at communicating what you want. I am Benny Copeland, trainer to people, behaviors to the dogs, and just like you, the listener, a dog lover. Thank you for listening to all of my ramblings. As I mentioned earlier, today we are talking about learning to have great communication. But why do you think you need to have great communication? Isn't it okay to have mediocre communication? I mean, as long as you're getting results and your point across, even though they aren't amazing results, you're doing good, right? If you had a choice, would you want good or a really good relationship with your dog? Really good or great? A great relationship or a fantastic relationship? Would you want a fantastic relationship or a spectacularly amazing relationship? Let's see what level of communication you are creating right after this. Do you love what you hear in all of these podcasts? Does what Benny say just make sense to you? Well, if you want a more in-depth understanding of what it means when we say demystify your dog's behavior then you need to go to amazon.com and get Benny's book, Family Dog Fusion. Yes, we named the book after the website because we wanted things to be simple to remember. And most of all, we really want to fuse your dog into your family. In these few pages, Benny has decoded dog behavior. He's found a way to make what he has learned over the past 20 years of his life make sense when it comes to communicating with your dog. Also, the great thing about this book is you can mark up the pages, highlight the important stuff, bend the heck out of the spine even if you want to. It's yours. So we suggest to do all those things and then give it away and buy a new book when that happens. Family Dog Fusion on Amazon.com. Get your copy today. As I do with many words, I like to know the definition. Google gives three definitions. Already a little confusing. One 
is the imparting or exchanging of information or news. The second is a means of sending or receiving information, such as telephone or computers. It actually says telephone lines, and yet this is very antiquated and not the main means we use anymore. That information is not great communication. I mean, how many people actually still have landlines anymore? If you're out there thinking you still do, well, you're one of the very few. I know businesses may still depend on them, but since 2016, the number of cell phone users and families outnumbered the number of families that have landlines. The third definition really had nothing to do with anything we're talking about today. Now, beyond all of that trivial information, let's get into how you are communicating with your dog. You definitely are not calling her on the phone. Early in my training sessions, I talk about how an owner is communicating with their dog. I tell them that they will learn to be specific and consistent. We talk about those things all the time. As a matter of fact, a little known fact, except for my oldest and truest fans, the first three podcasts were released in a group, and the third one, episode 002, because we started with 000, was named originally Specificity. Devin changed it to be more marketable. Being specific is very important. You have to say what you mean. So many times we humans are very vague in what we communicate. There are so many words we use to sort of get the meaning across. You might be able to make the meeting, or you will try or even try better to try your best. These words are ambiguous. Using words like try, sort of, kind of, maybe, or even t- intensifiers like better, more, or really, even though these words are phrases that seem to make your statement stronger, they aren't specific. This is the way we speak to each other, and many times this translates to your dog. Think about how many things you say to get your dog to pay attention. The main way is her name, Beans. Or you make sounds like, eh, or psst. Or my favorite is the little mouth squeak. You do all of these things, and yet you think she's not paying attention to you because she doesn't look at you. The fact is, she's learned if she does look at you, she's going to have to do what you say. And she just doesn't want to. Being specific to your dog means that you have to say what you want once and mean it. One of the first things I teach an owner is to do is to walk their dog on a leash. They usually use a phrase like let's go or come on. I tell them that this phrase now means that they are moving. It's a very specific phrase and when they say it, they need to move. Most times, they will look at the dog and say the phrase three or four times and just stand there waiting for the dog to react. If the dog doesn't move and you don't move, who's training who? To be specific, you have to say the phrase and move. You have to mean what you say and do it the first time you say it. Any command you say, you should say it and then take action, even if your dog does not immediately react. Of course, You also have to react to the level in which your dog understands and knows that command. 
I also have a video on how to walk your dog on a leash for free on the website, familydogfusion.com. It's free when you sign up for your free membership today. The most common command people teach their dog is sit. Even before I ever met them or the dog, the one thing the dog will do is sit when told. When I am working with an owner that thinks they have taught their dog this command, I ask them to make their dog sit. 99% of the time, the owner will ask the dog and it will not sit the very first time they say it. They then repeat the command, getting louder and firmer in their tone. Most of the time, they have no clue that they repeated themselves or maybe even now are yelling at the dog. Knowing how you're communicating is the first step to improving your relationship. Think of all the things you have asked your dog, child, or significant other to do and how you handled it when they did not react to your first request. Did you get frustrated or angry? Did you expect them not to react and you knew you were going to have to repeat yourself? Did your voice get louder or softer? Or did you just start going into nagging mode? Nagging mode is when you start to say something over and 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 over until you get what you want. The squeaky wheel gets the grease, so they say. In the South, we have these funny quirks. One of them is that we call soda Coke. If I was to ask you if you wanted a Coke and you said yes, I would then ask you what kind. My Northern and Western friends look at me funny. What do you mean, what kind? Not only do they have a ton of different types of Coke, diet, cherry, vanilla, zero, etc., which is confusing enough, but what I meant was any type of soda or pop, as my Northern friends would say, orange, grape, ginger ale, root beer, whatever. This is how we communicate in vague references to not really commit to anything. If you aren't aware that you're doing this, it becomes a habit, and a habit that is very hard to break. To say you might meet your friends gives you an out. To say you will try to do something really says that you won't. The problem with these references, they're misleading and again, non-committal. When you get in the habit in your everyday communication, this rolls over to your dog and everyone else you communicate with. I can't tell you how many times that I've pointed out to a parent that they keep repeating themselves and their comment is, well, I mean, that's how I talk to my kids. Repeating phrases or words like no or stop is very common when you're communicating with your dog. If you repeat these words over and over to your dog with the intention of your dog stopping the behavior, are you really correcting your dog? Even when I tell an owner that they need to say the word once and then they have to physically make their dog stop the behavior, such as barking or whatever, the next time they do the same thing. I have learned that in many situations, it is so ingrained in your brain to repeat a command or to say something in a way that after I've pointed it out to you how nonspecific you are three or four times, I just quit. 
Most times, you've accomplished what you want without even realizing that your dog is waiting for you to say something three times before they even respond. Or they're waiting for you to reach that certain tone, which now she knows you're serious. Even after the training sessions are done, you still have that same habit. Just being aware is not enough. You have to be willing to take action to make the changes. I have a tendency to end my sentences with the word so. It is very difficult for me to change this, and I am very aware that I do it all of the time. I now even hear when others do the same thing. I'm really trying hard to make myself just a little bit better. How ambiguous was that sentence? As most of the things I teach when training your dog, awareness is the main ingredient. Action is the catalyst to changing your habits. The results are the improvements you will see, and your point of view is that you will create a spectacularly amazing result when you're specific about what you want. I also mentioned consistency. And this show's kind of turned into a long show. I got way too involved about being specific. So, in summary, today I talked about what it means to have good communication. You discovered how vague you are when communicating what you want from your dog. You also learned that we'll talk about consistency next week. Thank you. If you would like to contact us, we have a link on our website, familydogfusion.com. We would love to hear your opinion and we value your feedback. So again, familydogfusion.com. Or if you just want to send us a direct message, you can do that via email. It goes to familydogfusion at gmail.com. Your comments are important to us and help us with future shows. Thank you for listening to our show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends and family. Also, go ahead and give us a five-star review because it helps others find our show. And frankly, we just love to read them. This show is produced by Eric Jayner and show notes are created by Carissa Dolan. Thank you to all of the Family Dog Fusion team and our affiliate sponsor, Healthy Paws Pet Insurance. For your free pet insurance quote, go to familydogfusion.com slash insurance. And go to familydogfusion.com and sign up for your free membership today. Be impeccable with your dog.